0: Hebrews 11. So, that's where we're going to be. But first, I want, I want to remind you of a verse before we um, start looking at Hebrews 11. I want to remind you of Genesis 15, 6. Now, Genesis 15, 6 is where it says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. He believed God. Now this verse has been really, it really is the foundation and the staple of our faith. Even in the New Testament, Paul draws uh, upon this account, brings this back to, to remembrance to tell us, to remind us, it is not by our strength, it is not by our works, it is by believing the word of God, the testimony of Jesus Christ, which the Bible says is the spirit of prophecy, Receiving that, and by having a belief in Jesus, our faith is accounted to us as righteousness. But there's a lot to learn about faith from Abraham, from his life, from his experience. And through all the things he went through, and through all his tests and trials. How did his his faith really manifest? What allowed him to keep that hope all the way through his life? I believe this morning that he had a focal point. He had a focal point that regardless of what was going on in his life, wherever he was, wherever he was being led, that this focal point allowed him to be filled with hope that he would keep walking that he would keep searching, that he would keep believing. And I believe that same focal point is what we need in our life to have a similar experience with God. So this morning, we're going to talk about having our hope in heaven. Now let me ask you this. I'm going to assume that the majority of the people in the room are pretty familiar with Abraham's story. And if not, hopefully you'll be able to pick up as we go. But let me ask this question. Did Abraham receive what he hoped for at that time? No. Okay, I had some people nodding. I had some people saying no. So it really depends on how you look at the situation, right? God came to Abraham, and he told Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations, right? You're not going to be able to count your children. They're going to be like the stars in the sky, In Colorado, not in Kerrville, right? Somewhere you can see him. And uh, he says, and I'm going to give you this land. Here's the boundaries, the whole area of Israel. I'm going to give it to you and your descendants forever. I'm going to be your God, right? And through your seed, all the peoples, all the nations of the world are going to be blessed. That was the promise given to Abraham. And it really depends. If we were to look at Abraham's life and we were to look at where he was when he died, we might say, man, he really kind of got shorted on that, (laughs) right? He got kind of shorted. He didn't have a whole lot of kids. He didn't have towns and cities built and and occupy the whole area uh, of Israel. All the people of the earth weren't blessed by his children. What in the world is going on, right? Yet I think Abraham would say, not only was God faithful to his promise but that his faithfulness exceeded anything he could have imagined when he first received it. So we have to really understand Abraham's whole story. So I want to go back and I want to read through these three verses in Hebrew. verses eleven—or I'm sorry, uh, chapter 11, verses 8 through 10. And starting in verse 8, it says this. By faith... Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Now listen to this. He dwelt in his own land as a foreigner. And in verse 10 it says, For he waited for the city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. Is God. It always blows me away when I think about the faith that some of the men in the Old Testament had. I don't even know where they got this information. I don't remember, you know, where did, where did Abraham get the idea that God had more for him in his promise than what he would receive here on the flesh? in the flesh? Where did Job get the information when he says in chapter 19, when my flesh fails, when it fades, when it dies in my flesh, I will see God with my own eyes. That is a powerful, bold faith. Where does that come from? the Holy Spirit. There it is. Abraham had this type of faith. You look at him and it starts off in verse 8, uh, verse eight saying, let me back up a page here, that by faith he went into a land, um, he went in to receive an, er- an inheritance that he would receive. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Now people today, they talk about how Christians have blind faith, right? And in a lot of ways, I don't agree with that term. Because I think my faith is the most scientific thing on the planet Earth. Because you have a hypothesis, you test it, you get a result, you test it again. If you get the same result, it's true, right? My God's been tested and proved hundreds of times, and it's still happening. So I don't believe that we have a blind faith. However, when we look at Abraham here, it's looking pretty blind. God shows up, right? It's not even his God. He just, he's in He is a Gentile, man. There are no Jews, right? He's in the Ur of the Chaldeans. He's hanging out with his family, and God appears to him and says, hey, ditch your family, follow me. I have an inheritance for you. He says, okay, and just starts walking. He just starts walking, right? He wasn't given a map. God didn't say, go to comfort, stop at the mini mart, and wait. He just said, go, and I will show you as you're going, Go, I have a promise for you, and you will receive it as you walk. That is, that's scary. I don't even like getting lost in San Antonio, let alone wherever he was going, right? And so he went out blind, and each step, literally each step that Abraham took, this is not, you know, some fancy spiritual talk. Every step was a step of faith. Okay, God, I know you got something for me. I have no idea where it's at. I don't know when it's coming. But Lord, help me and guide my step. Take a step. Okay, Lord, help me. Guide my step. Okay, Lord, help me. And it was one step at a time. And we also have to remember that Abraham went out not full of the Holy Spirit and full of power like we see in the book of Acts after Pentecost. Not, like I said, not with a map knowing where, but only in faith, trusting that God's word was promise enough. Abraham knew this. He knew that if God showed up to him once, God would show up for him again. If God showed up for him once, God would show up for him again. Can I get some participation in here this morning? Is that okay? Can everybody just say, again? Again. God is going to show up again. (laughs) There we go. And if he doesn't, Everything's in vain. Abraham had had a trust that what God started, God would finish. God would finish. But first he had to walk. Verses 9 and 10 say, By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Like I already said, I don't know how. I don't know how he knew this by the inspiration of the Spirit, right? By by one step at a time, learning to trust God. But he knew, even when he got in to his country, that that was not his inheritance. That God had more. First of all, we got to remember God. Think about this for a second. This is going to play into the sermon. I promise. God says, ditch your family, go to this land that I have you, okay? You know what Abraham does? He waits for his dad to die. He takes his cousins and all his stuff, and then he goes. So That didn't work out real well, okay? That's not what God said to do. And then he gets into the promised land, the land that God showed him, hey, this is it. And suddenly a drought comes. He's like, well, this doesn't look good. And he leaves. And then he has to come back, Right? Oh, and by the way, as he's going through these different kingdoms, he comes in, and he's like, oh man, my wife is really beautiful, and they're going to kill me and take her. So hey, say you're my sister. And then sure enough, they come take his wife, and God has to start threatening kings to settle this situation. So Abraham was not a man of perfect faith. That is so important to understand. Most people in the Bible, other than Christ himself, were not people of perfect faith but they were people given a measure of faith. And that measure of faith was good enough because God's faithfulness is perfect, and it does not fail. Abraham understood, just like we need to understand, that the ultimate promise that God has given to you, the ultimate promise that you have today is not these clothes, it's not this church, is not your family, is not your house, is not your inheritance uh, in, in a financial means. It's with him. The scriptures say that when Christ is revealed, our life which is hidden in him will be revealed. The ultimate expression of your promise, of your inheritance, as Bob was talking about, y'all missed some good stuff. I only got half of it. As Bob was talking about this morning, the ultimate promise of your inheritance is in Christ. Jesus, not in this place. Not in this place. Everything until then is just a sign-on bonus, okay? So thank God for that. Christ is your portion. His kingdom is your home. And in John 14, he says that he has gone to prepare a place for us. There's a place for us, and it's waiting. It's waiting. It's waiting. And God's work with you is not going to be finished, Hear me on this. God's work for your life is not finished until you see him face to face. Until that day, there is more to come. Everybody say again. God is gonna come again. Okay, that's not. <laughs> All right. Your completion, your residence, your hope are in heaven with Christ. And the glory of that is really, it's still waiting to be revealed. I can't even fathom it, right? Paul says, you know what? You take a little seed, you plant it, and boom. There's a giant tree that comes out of that years later, right? And he says, the glory of who you are in Christ Jesus and that eternal kingdom is the same way. This body, this glory now is a seed. And there's something so magnificent that we wouldn't even imagine that's gonna come out of that. And it's not gonna come out of that till this seed dies. And then, then the promise comes. God's promise to Abraham did not and will not fail or falter in any means. Abraham, at 99 years old, bore a child of his own flesh. It's not even possible, okay? But with God, all things are possible, okay? Out of that child, his seed, Christ came and has become a blessing to every nation, every people on the planet. You and I are here because of the promise that was given to Abraham. Our faith, our salvation, is God still fulfilling his promise to Abraham. Like four, five thousand years, I don't even know, a long time later, right? And when Christ comes again, Israel will dwell safely in their land. That's not an opinion, okay? It will happen. And through faith, Romans tells us, Abraham has become the father of all who believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, there were many descendants, there were many, you know, Jews that came from his line, but it was the children of faith, the children of faith that fulfilled God's promise to Abraham, and it's still being fulfilled every single day. Every day. Now, We have to be sober-minded about this, okay? I hinted already that Abraham was not a, a perfect man. His life was not perfectly smooth, that there was struggle and there was concerns and there was fear and there was doubt and there were all these things that came into Abraham's life as he sought the promise of God, okay? But we have to remember it's God who is faithful and it's God's faithfulness that gets us where we're going not our work, not our ability, because I would have been done a long time ago if that was the case. Abraham walked through unknown lands, through foreign kingdoms. He was at risk of death. He was at risk for his, his, his wife and his family. And in his fear, God's promise showed perfect. Every time he did something silly and things got l- l- astray, like I said, his wife got taken, was about to be married to some king, God came through and said, if you touch that woman, I will, I will cut you down, boy. Now, that's the Darren Miller translation. That's probably not, you know, word for word. But, and his wife was returned to him. Not because Abraham did it right, but because God had made a promise and he was going to fulfill that promise. And that didn't happen just once, by the way, okay? That happened a couple times. That when his family and his goods were taken captive by a a kingdom and an army, by faith, he and his servants took on an entire army with lesser men and recaptured everything everything. Are y'all familiar with that? Right before Sodom and Gomorrah, he has to go and rescue all all these people, and he comes back with even more than he had started started with. When um, Lot was lost in Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham went boldly before the Lord and petitioned for his life, and God listened and fulfilled his desire, right? Even after having Ishmael with his maidservant, that was a struggle of faith, by the way. God said, I'm going to give you a son. And then after a while, there wasn't something it wasn't much happening, you know. He so says, well, let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. After having that struggle of faith, if you read the scriptures, 13 years passed from the Lord speaking to him, that happening until God spoke to him again. 13 years of silence because of that. And yet God came through, and at 99 years old, he bore a son of his own flesh. God was faithful to Abraham all the way through, and he is not finished. Those promises are still unfolding and are still yet to come, right? But what does that mean for us? I want you to think about this. If he would have judged his situation by what he knew and by what he could see, he probably never would have left. Halfway to the promised land, he would have went back, right? He never would have offered his his son. He never would have had a son. All of those things, if he had to judge his circumstances by what he could do and see, he would have been lost anywhere and probably everywhere along the way. And the same is in our life. Man, this life is not particularly easy, right? I'm a young guy, and I already got things that pop and crack and hurt. I mean, I walk through the house in the morning, here, click, 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 click. You know, my ankles, I don't even know what happened there, right? I'm going to have arthritis and all my knuckles by the time I'm 40, I'm sure. Um, things are breaking down. Things go astray. Finances burn up, and it's a hard life, right? But... When our eyes, when we focus our attention on the unseen, when we understand that all of this is just a passing thing, that this is just a pilgrimage, right? I've never been on a pilgrimage, but I'm sure there are struggles and flat tires and all kinds of things that happen. This is just a pilgrimage, and our hope is in heaven. Suddenly there's a clarity, there's a confidence, there's a boldness that gets God's faithfulness. It's his finishing work that brings those things to pass, and we're kind of just stuck in the middle somewhere, crying out, Abba, help, (laughs) right? Help, help. Ultimately, our hope is in heaven, and I believe that Abraham understood that everything he saw, everything that was happening to him was really leading towards that, and that even receiving his son Even the the Christ coming through him, I believe he knew that there was more coming that he wasn't going to see, that he was standing at a distance. And he was waiting for that city whose foundations were built by God. So I want this to be a reminder to you today as we close. The God who came to you is still with you. The God who heard your prayer once before, the one who saved you, he still hears you today. Has not changed. The God who heals is still able, and the work that God started in your life, in your marriage, in your family, He is the one who will be faithful to complete it. His faithfulness. Trust in, have faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Have faith in Christ Jesus. When Abraham was 99 years old, God was still giving him more of his promise. And if God wasn't done with him, I don't believe he's done with us. Right. Does anybody believe that this morning? Amen? All right. Can I get you all to repeat something with me one more time? I want, to, I want your heart to express this verbally with me. Is that all right? No, again, I want you all to repeat this. God is for me. God is with me. He still hears me. He still answers. My hope is in heaven. Let your hope rest in Jesus this morning. Because as long as our hope is here, guys, you are going to be disappointed. But when our hope is in heaven, we understand that everything that comes to pass, every step along the road, every flat tire, it's still just another step to that. And as we age and as things start falling apart and we realize we're getting closer to that, if that's where our hope is, there will be joy. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much, Lord. I thank you so much for your people. I thank you so much for your truth, Father. Your word says that, Father God, everything you speak is verity, absolute truth. And so I ask that you would help us this morning. Father God, I ask that you would encourage us, that you would strengthen us in faith, Lord, that we would trust in you, commit our way to you, and that you will bring it to pass. Father, help us, Lord, see with the eyes you see through. Help us have an understanding of your will and have a joy in the coming kingdom, knowing that all of this is but a moment, but our inheritance with you is forever. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, amen.